You're listening to episode 48 of The Marketer's Mindset with Brian Burkhardt. Welcome back to The Marketer's Mindset, the podcast where we talk about how to create and sustain a powerful mindset to help you build a successful online business and lead a happy and abundant life. Everyone, I am excited to be talking with today's guest. She is an author, host of the Riot Starter Chat podcast, strategist, consultant, trainer, and is known as the Riot Starter. She is an innovative, insightful change agent who understands the concepts of adding value to others. With more than two decades of career experience, she offers expertise in training, leadership, development, strategic planning, mindset coaching, and consulting. She is the founder and driving force behind the Riot Starter Movement, which consists of programs, products, retreats, and trainings, and is the author of Wanna Start a Riot. Change, Affirmations, Confirmations, and Prayers. She is inspirational, transformational, and your partner for individual and organizational success. She has a long list of corporations she has consulted for, along with being a visiting professor for DeVry University and a consultant for the Southeast Addiction Technology Transfer Center. She has earned a doctorate degree in general human services and a certificate in Diversity Studies from Capella University, along with a master's degree in counseling and a psychological services, and has been featured on the cover of the 2012 People You Need to Know Atlanta Business Magazine. She has been certified and endorsed by John Maxwell as a coach, teacher, and speaker. Everyone, please welcome to the show America's favorite mindset coach, and the riot starter herself, Dr. Tanya Lowe. Wow, thank you, Brian, for having me. Oh, I'm excited. I'm so glad we're able to get together here and chat. Yes, I love chatting. Perfect. Now, I got to start out, Dr. Lowe. Yes. Why do you call yourself the riot starter? Ooh, so, you know, my, my first book, Want to Start a Riot, Change, was really about whenever you want to do better, be better, grow better, there's always someone or some ones saying it's not the right time. Are you sure you shouldn't do that? And for many people, they feel like they're in a riot. So if you can just imagine all these voices coming at you, telling you to that you don't need to follow your dream or you operate in your greatness. And so for many people, especially women, they do nothing. They experience that and they do nothing. And then we die with our dreams. And so my whole concept behind being a riot starter is start the riot anyway for your life, your business, in your career, but most importantly, your legacy. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that. And I, I love that. There was a, a video that I watched where you talked about legacy and so forth. And and so how does one do that when you have all that coming at you, you have your own, and, and we've talked about this a little bit off show, you know, about limiting beliefs in your own mindset, the negative mm -hmm. chatter mm -hmm. on top of other people, how does one, you know, take that first step to kind of get that little bit of nugget of belief to go, okay, 
yeah, I'm hearing all this stuff, but I'm going to bet on myself. How does one flip that switch, if you want to say? You know, it usually happens around a, a pain point. You know, it first starts as a desire. You have a desire to start a business. You have a desire to write a book. You have a desire to um, meet someone amazing. And then you get scared. And then you don't do it. You stay as you are. You stay in the comfort zone. For a lot of people, it's already beyond comfortable. It's not comfortable anymore, but you stay there until you just can't take it anymore. Enough is enough. There's got to be something better. And so you're willing to operate in fear. You're willing to put the naysayers aside and you're just willing to jump in, win, lose, or draw and take uh, ownership of what could be. Um, and sometimes, you know, you can do that uh, alone after you've been um, disappointed uh, uh, too many times. And sometimes it, it, you need a guide to help you do that. Um, a coach, a consultant, a mentor, or just some really good friends who had that mindset of, of change and that you can do it afraid, that you can do, um, you can make your dreams come true and whatever it is that you want to do. It's already inside of you. You just have to take that first step and not um, allow our limiting beliefs and other people's limiting beliefs and fears to stop you. Now, how does one, do you think everyone needs to kind of get to that pain point or is there a way um, you've been able to help people to kind of avoid, you know, hitting rock bottom or getting to that extreme pain where they decide to finally take action. You think there's a way that people can kind of catch themselves or they're saying, you know what, I'm a, I'm a bit uncomfortable right now. I'm not totally at a pain point, but I know I need to change oh, most and definitely. without having your back against the wall. How does one do that? So they don't have to get to that extreme point. You know, um, most definitely it, it doesn't have to get to an extreme point. And, you know, everyone's, their pain point or their their bottom, if you will, is different. You know, when we think about, oh, wow, they hit bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. One person's bottom may look like, you know, another person's um, retreat. Um, so it, it's very individualized for one. And for two, I think it really, um, really matters with the 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 company that you keep, your circle. You know, I talk a lot about, you know, who who are you thinking with? Who are your strategic thinking partners? Who are those people that you're surrounding yourself with? And so really um, having that person, even if it's just one person saying, you can do this, you know, you you can do this. Yeah, I'd love to read your book. I'd love to help you in your business. Um, you just need to start. You know, sometimes it's just planting that seed and then collecting those seeds that have been planted and really taking ownership and, and believing, you know what, I can do this. I don't know what's going to be beyond the next step ahead of me, but I'm willing to take the step and figure it out along the way. Yeah, I, I agree. I think what you said was so important there. And that's what I want the the listeners to to really take note of is that sometimes it's so hard when you're alone and and we kind of talked before we started recording here in the show about being so close to your, you want to say gifts and, and things that you have that you think it's, ah, eh, it's nothing special because it comes natural to you or it's something 
that you do well. But I think having that support network, whether it's just one person or you get a couple good people that you can go to that can really pull you along and help you, I think is so important. Just when you're feeling down or you're feeling frustrated or someone, like I said, that just recognizes something in you and says, hey, you can do this. You've got something special to share that you need to get that message out. So I think it's so important. So how does one go about, what would you recommend if someone, you know, they need to get somebody, whether they're doing a a paid coaching or what, or they find someone that just mentors them locally, what would you suggest that they do as steps to find someone like that? So I, 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 I think, you know, I'm, I'm big about being on the talent hunt, right? I'm always looking for talent, not only talent to support me and my business, but people that I can learn and grow from. And so you've got to know what that looks like. So for instance, if someone is interested, um, and I meet a lot of people that want to write books, you know, watch authors, listen to their process, um, get to know them. I use LinkedIn a lot to meet people. Um, You know, social media can connect us with people all over the world. Absolutely. You know, use it, use it instead of watching another cat video, you know, find out (laughs) who can you meet and connect with. People want to help people when you're genuine and you're real. um, People want to help. And so, um, you know, kind of start doing your research on who's out there, who has walked that same path that you've walked, um, that you want to walk and start making um, connections. Look for a mentor. You may have to um, find a coach. You may have to make that investment in yourself to get the special attention that you may need. A lot of times, um, you know, I grew up in the era where people, they love to mentor you. Now they're, now mentors are called coaches. (laughs) And sometimes there's a price tag attached to it. But if they can help you move beyond um, your stuckness, that's what I want to call it. They want to move you, help you move beyond that stickiness of I can't move or my fear um, and get me into action. Because one of the things I believe, Brian, is that once we get into action, nothing can stop us. And so um, I have a saying that I say in Riot Starter Nation, stay started and stop stopping. So if we can get Ooh, I love it. and stay started, that's that's half that's ninety percent of the battle is getting started. Yes, yes, that's so key there. That's a good hashtag there. You just dropped. Yes, <laughs> stay started and stop stopping. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect, and that's the whole key. Is so many people will come up with the ideas or something like that, but they don't start and they don't realize that. And this is one of the things, and and tell me what you found in your research and working with people and and just for your own personal life. But what I found is simple little steps, just doing simple little things and creating that habit of success where you just start to build on it. Um, A lot of times you look at it, especially if you're trying to jump to an income level or go from a job to being self-employed, that's a a big move. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that big picture... It's so easy to hold yourself back and stop and say, yeah, I want to do that, but, 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 you know, and, and just keep holding yourself back. But what I found is if you just do little things and you create these little success habits over and over, 
I'm telling you, one, it's easier to do because it's not so overwhelming. And then you start getting into a habit of doing stuff on a daily basis that's going to lead you to that end result. Exactly. What have you found? I, I totally agree. You know, my I remember when I was in college and my mother, I would get overwhelmed and my mother would say, you know, how do you eat an elephant? And I'm like, well, why would I eat an elephant? <laughs> and she would say, you eat it one bite at a time. And so that's how we have to tackle our growth and our change. You know, we get so overwhelmed with watching people around us and we feel like, you know, they're at, you know, letter G and we're just, you know, getting started and we start comparing. Mm -hmm. And so we have to to look at what is going to be our path. If you look at my path or look at your path, the path that we took was the path that we needed to take for us. Um, I, people are so afraid to follow their own path and create those those micro steps. And so I believe that definitely building a network um, and not just collecting people, but building a genuine network of people, you can do that. If you're still working a job, you can do that in the evenings. You can go to networking meetings. You can connect with people on LinkedIn. Um, feed your mind. You know, a lot of what we're talking about is mindset. And so, yes. you know, um, don't tell me you don't have time to read a book because you can listen to two great podcasts that we just talked about, yours and mine. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, where do you find podcasts like oh, that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you listen to podcasts. Um, I hardly ever listen to the radio in my car anymore because, um, they're all, they're only talking about news and traffic and I want to take advantage of that time. So build a network, feed your mind, good stuff. Um, read books. I still read books. <laughs> so, um, and I may not finish it. You know, I may read a couple of chapters and really just absorb it and, and look at how can I use this, um, write, 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 do a brain dump. I don't think we write enough, you know, so these are these are just some simple things. And these are things that I still do today, Brian, in my, <clears throat> just in my life and in my business um, to get the ideas out of my head. I think we, you know, technology, I love technology, but sometimes we've got to get it out of our head into onto a piece of paper or onto a whiteboard. So it's looking back at us and that helps move us toward action. And what it does is it, it helps us to create um, what I call as a contract with ourselves because it's out of our head. It's on the big board where we can see it. And, and then we can think about it in a different way because it's looking back at it. So it's kind of like we're having a conversation with our eyes, with our goal, with our vision in mind. Yeah, I love it. That's, that's so powerful there. And then you guys listening Either I hopefully you're taking notes while you're listening to this because Dr. Lowe's just giving you some great information that you can actually apply or go back and listen to this afterwards with pen and paper. And and as Dr. Lowe said, don't just write this down, but take action yes. on it. Do something small because there's so much great stuff here. And some of it you may say, oh, I've heard this before. or And I love it when I always say cliches are cliches because most of the time it's a true statement. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when someone goes, it's so cliche, but, and they'll say something, it's usually a time-tested truth that is over and over. It's universal. It's evergreen. And that's why it becomes a cliche. You, you, you know, but Brian, people tend to overlook you, you're it. so right. You're so right. You know, for years I worked um, in the field of addiction. The field of addiction oh, wow, is okay. full of cliches, you know, one day at a time. It works if you work it, you know, just all of these cliches. Right. But they're so real. It's so real because all we have is today. All we have is today. Yes. So I can't worry about tomorrow. I have to deal with today. And if I deal with today in today, be in the moment of today, we spend we spend years worrying about things we've not taken action on, you know? And so, yeah, the cliches, they may sound like a cliche, but if you're not putting any action, once you start putting action behind it, then it becomes relevant to you, but you've got to put action behind right. it. Yeah, no. And, and that's so key. I'm glad that you, you touched on that more because it is so true. And and that's a whole nother show we could talk about, which I think would be powerful as, as addiction mm-hmm. and just the, the mindset behind it, the science, there, there's so much that goes into it. And there's so many people that need help with all different types of addictions that just make their life a struggle. And I think that's some great insight. We're going to probably have to have you back on the show and, and talk because we could talk all day. I'd love to. Things, so. Now, I want to circle back around real quick because you had mentioned social media, and I think it's so powerful. That's one of the things that I've used to reach out to other people that I want to have on mm-hmm. my show. So I think it's so powerful. What would you recommend? Let's say, for example, you you mentioned you like LinkedIn. Now, there's a proper way to approach people and there's an improper way, you know? What's a proper way that the listener here could reach out to someone that they say, you know what? I follow this person. I respect them. I know about them. And they're kind of on the path that I want to go to, whether they're in the same industry or their lifestyle, whatever it is, but they want to reach out to them and ask them for possibly coaching, whether it's a paid, whatever they want to do. But what would be a proper way to reach out using social media to somebody to get their attention, to make them want to reply back to you? So um, I always say that we need to do our homework, you know, do your homework yes, um, and kind of have an idea of what the answer is going to be before you get there. So um, I see a lot of people on social media that I'd love to have. I, I make a wish list, Brian. <laughs> and, um, right. Yeah, and, and so I, I would reach out. I, I do some research. So I kind of identify who are the people that I want to meet. And then um, I research them. I research them on social media. I research them. Um, I research them on LinkedIn. I research them on um, Facebook, Twitter to try to get an understanding of, you know, who they are, see if we have any things in common. Do they play golf? Do or do they have a dog? Do they travel? Um, and then I reach out. I just, I reach out to them with the mindset with manifesting that if, if whatever I see in my research that makes me want to connect further with them, that it's going to happen, it's going to take place. So I'll reach out with them. And I, I would do just like I would do if I were meeting someone um, at an event, I introduce myself um, in social media, in, in the, the chat or in a message or even in an email, you kind of, you want to be brief. You don't want to give someone your entire you know, um, dissertation, right. uh, cause they're not going to read it, but, um, just be brief, you know, who you are. Um, people like it when you've researched them, 
Um, you know, we have these things in common. I'd love to have maybe a 10, 15 minute conversation and keep it to that point. And if it, go, it keep it to that time. And if it goes on beyond the 15 minutes, um, then that's great. It, you know, you mutually decide that it's going to go, you want to have a, a longer conversation or schedule another time to talk. But when you get that person um, on the phone or you do a virtual tea, um, because people are really busy and they're not going to want to make time to meet with someone that they don't know all the time. It's easier sometimes to have a conversation or a video chat and then decide, oh, you know, I want to be in the same room with them. <laughs> but be very clear yeah. about what you want. You know, what do you want from this person? So if they have a, a business or a program where they take people through a series of things, don't think you're going to sit down with them over coffee and they're going to give you the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> right. So be really clear about clear and realistic about what it is that you want from that person. Have your questions written down um, and just be very clear. And I think a lot of times people are um, reluctant to meet or talk with new people because they're, they're not clear. They don't show up um, and they waste their time. And so, and they've not done their research. And so if you, you, you do your research, you um, very clear about what you want. Why am I reaching out? And sometimes, like I said, you know, it's good to have that wish list because you might not know what you want to ask that person at that moment, but then you may go, to an event and you, then it clicks. Oh, now I know what I want to ask Brian about. Let me go back and send. Now I can send him this email um, because now it's clear for me. I've got clarity and then we can connect on a different level. So it, it's all, it's all about preparation. It's all about preparation. Yes. Yeah. And you just, two key points that I really took out of what you said, and I think it's very powerful, Dr. Lowe, is that one, be prepared. Do your research and know about that person. Don't just do a general thing because you think they're cool and you want to reach out. You you know, mention something specific that impacted you about them, whether it was a book or a podcast interview they did. Mm -hmm. And be specific. Don't just say, oh, your podcast just really touched me. Say, hey, that interview you did with Dr. Lowe and you guys mentioned blah, blah, blah. Right. I, you know what I mean? Just that's Then they're like, this person really looked into it. They're not just fluffing over it. And then the other thing you mentioned, I think so important, and, and we know this as successful people is time. Time is so important because you can't get right. that back. And successful people use their time wisely. They don't just say yes to everybody. So if you want to get a yes, you got to really respect that. So I like how you said, hey, 15 minutes, stick with it. If it goes longer, bonus, yeah. you know, but you both agreed on it, but you respected their time. I mean, before the, our interview here, I asked you, you know, do you have any time commitments? Is there something we need to get done before, you know, after this interview, you had somewhere to go right away? Because I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time, but yet you have other obligations right. throughout the day. So I think it's so important. Now, this show focuses on the mindset of successful entrepreneurs and individuals how important would you say mindset is to ah, one's success? Brian, mindset is <gasps> the foundation. <laughs> yes. It is the foundation. 
that's how I feel. I just love to ask people though. What that they it's think. the foundation of everything we do and everything we will do. Yes, it's solid foundation. I got the opportunity to go to a speaking event here out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Damon John was the like the note mm. keynote speaker there. And a friend of mine that I met through interviewing on podcasts got me a ticket to go out there, and it was a VIP ticket so we could go to a private Q and A session afterwards. And I got lucky enough to ask Damon John mm. a question. So obviously one of the things I asked was mindset and um, the same answer. Like you said, he said it was just so important to one success. He said it, it's, it's everything. And, and that's what I'm finding it. So, and, and that's why I started the show because so many people, I mean, there's so much out there, you know, Dr. Lowe, that the ABCs of success, the one, two, three, the seven steps to <clears throat> everybody wants mm-hmm. to give you the steps, but if you don't believe you can do it, and you don't have that belief in yourself and your mindset's not right. I could give you an A to Z system that could create a, a millionaire in 12 months. But if you don't believe and have that mindset, it's you're, exactly. you're not going to get there. Exactly. You know, I, that quote that says, um, uh, it's by the author of Think and Grow Rich. If you can conceive it, you can believe it, then you can achieve it. Well, we yes. conceive so many amazing ideas, but we lose it because one, we don't believe enough. We don't believe that it can happen. We don't believe in our soul that we can do it. And then when we don't have that, that level of belief, then we don't achieve it. So it dies off at the conception stage where we just, you know, we have all of these visions of grandeur of owning our own business, writing the book, falling in love, going on a trip. We have these visions, but then we don't believe that it'll really happen for us, the belief system. And so that goes back to mindset. And there, there are certain things that I attack our belief system that stands between where we are and where we want to be. Now, how does one, okay, say someone doesn't have a coach yet. So they're thinking about reaching out with social media. Um, They don't have a local mentor or anything like that. And, you know, their friends around them aren't entrepreneurial minded, you know, Mm -hmm. they all got jobs or something. What can someone do as an individual to start working on their mindset, to start switching it. What things have you helped through your coaching with other entrepreneurs and individuals or what things have you used and done to help start switching that mindset to where you start getting beliefs and you start, start eliminating or getting rid of those. I'm real, real big on affirmations, real big on affirmations. And so um, pretty much, all of my clients, whatever we're working on together, um, we're going to create some affir- <laughs> We're going to create some affirmations um, because it's like that is your foundation. That's your friend holding your hand on that rough day. So if it's you know, um, I, I'm 
I'm fearful. I'm, I'm afraid to speak. I'm afraid to do these Facebook lives. And I've, Dr. Lowe's already told me I need to do three this week. You know, so we, we'll, we're going to come up with the affirmation that says that people want to hear my message. I, it's time for me to share my message with the world. People are waiting on me to hear what I have to say. And so I have them create these mantras and put these mantras all around them so that before they know it, they start to believe it. And they'll actually come back and say, you know what, when you told me to do it, I didn't believe it was going to work. But when I really, really started getting serious about it, things started happening. A good example is I, I, I have a client, she's a physician and she's changing the uh, area that she's working in. And um, her her complaint was, you know, no one will help me. No one will help me. And I'm, I'm like, you've got to stop saying that. And she said when she got serious and, and really refocused her thoughts that within a week, people were coming from everywhere. She was getting speaking engagements. Hey, can you come speak? Hey, what else do you talk about? It started to happen. And so not only is is mindset the foundation, but it's the key that unlocks opportunity. Absolutely. And I love what you just said there. I mean, what's so important and, and people don't realize that words have yes. such an impact yes. on us. And when someone keeps saying, I'll never get this, I'll never do this, no one wants to, they, they think they're just words or they're just, it's so powerful and how your mind responds to that and says, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You know, like you just said, what, what what's the, the quote, was it Henry Ford that says, um, if you think you yes, can or exactly. you think you can't, you're exactly. right. You know, it, it, it it's so powerful. So I always tell people, I catch them when they say, you know, I'm going to, or no, 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 no. Say when, when you do this, don't, you know, and I, I try and catch people not to be nitpicky, but it's, it's so powerful when you use powerful wording. So how does one, what would you teach them? I mean, what is your way of writing an affirmation? Give an example of what you would and how someone would write it properly out. Cause there's a proper way to write them and there's a, a way so that's I, not I, as effective. I like for people to write their, their affirmation statements or their, their mantras in the, um, in the form of, of they're already doing it. It's gotta be an empowering statement. You know, I, I am statements, you know, I am successful. I am, um, a published author. I am, uh, using my words to change and transform lives. So we, I take whatever their struggle is and we recreate that. So if they give me something during one of our sessions, Brian, it's, it's a statement Mm -hmm. that is, is negative or, um, one of those, I can't statements. I immediately, um, have them switch that around or I'll switch it around for them and say, okay, I need you to write that and put that, you know, on a wall somewhere. And I need you to say it, um, every single day, because that's that piece that's blocking them from moving forward. That's the gap between where they are and where they want to be. So if they've got a lot of negative, um, a lot of negative energy, a lot of negative thoughts, but they've got this huge project. We're going to make just micro growth because if you don't 
believe that you can do it. And if you've got negative energy around it, then your your action steps are going to not come as quick. You're not going to make the action and take the action that you need to take. So we start with um, definitely um, I am statements. We turn those negative statements into positive statements, affirmation statements, um, and manifestation statements of where you see yourself. I am um, speaking to the masses, you know, so we go ahead and help them with um, just visualizing the process so that not only are they speaking it and that they're, but they're also visualizing it. And once they see it and they, they hear it, it becomes physical for them. Like they can feel it. Like they get so excited that they get goosebumps or, you know, their heart starts beating fast because they're so excited about what they've created. Now we've changed the, We've shifted the energy in the room. Now all we have to do is go and do the work. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. part though, is shifting that energy. So that's huge. I like what you, I like how you call them mantras. I think that's more, again, here we go with words, but I think it's more important when you say affirmations, a lot of people, I think over the years have yeah, a somewhat negative connotation <laughs> just as the fact that they don't work. They don't work. But when you say a mantra, what is your mantra? What is your, your, you know, something that you, cause mantra right. to me has more feeling behind it. And what you said was so powerful. I think when you get the vision you get the wording and then you hit the, the feelings with it. Oh man, that's when you can yes, create exactly. a powerful shift. Exactly. So I love that. So do you keep them short? Are the, are there your mantras nice and you tell them to keep it yeah, somewhat short, not really lengthy I or don't um, or, tell them, you know, it's gotta be three words or, <laughs> you know, it, it really just kind of depends right, on, um, what it is. And it, it's usually at least a, a sentence or two. But the, the thing is, once we say it and we, you know, once we've d- defined it, the key is going to be writing it out or printing it out and putting it where you can see it all the time. So it's like when we see a stop sign, we innately know that it's, we have to stop. <laughs> when we see a green light, we know, oh, we can go. And so when we see these positive messages all around us, we slowly but surely know that, wait a minute, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is how I'm supposed to be acting. Um, this is what I need to be filing in my mental um, filing cabinet and not being consumed by the negative thoughts or the complaining thoughts or those thoughts that say I need to follow the path that everyone else is taking. Right. Now, do you have them, do you have like a certain amount that you say, okay, I recommend you read them at least three times a day like that? Or do you kind of say, post it where you're going to see it and then throughout the day, do it as often as you can? Or what have you found that's that works best, maybe is so, feedback. You know, or work we, for we talked about habits best. in the beginning. You know, developing those simple habits. So, um, definitely three times a day at a minimum. But I, I like for myself, and I, you know, I don't give my clients anything to do that I don't do myself. I have them everywhere. I've got manifestation statements and prayers all over my bathroom mirror. So when I'm getting dressed in the morning, I read them, and then I've got another set 
um, taped all around my my workplace um, at my home office. And then I've got another set at my office office. And then I have some on my phone. So I'm surrounded by my mantras and my positive um, affirmations. And then I have my book. I have my book too. So, <laughs> so I'm surrounded by them. Oh, yeah, and then sometimes I will, if there's one that I really like that I can't commit to memory, I will record it. I'll record it on my phone so that wherever I am, I can listen to it. And so just making it a practice of this is your prescription when you're feeling stuck, when you're feeling negative, when the the gremlins start creeping in, telling you that you can't, you need what's going to be your go to. Because if you don't have something that you can go to immediately, what's going to happen is you're going to continue to stay on that downward spiral. You're going to waste an entire day or three and no action is going to take place. And remember, we want to get back up sooner, quicker, faster, shift that atmosphere, shift that energy in the atmosphere so that we can take action so that we can take action. Because when we're negative, we're not taking action. Absolutely. And I love what you said. I I hope everybody listening just makes a note of this. What you said was so powerful is that when that negative chatter comes and you're battling and stuff, you need to have a game plan. You need to have mm-hmm. a go-to. You need to be prepared. And a lot of people aren't. I think that's why they struggle. And I think one of the things you said was just so key. And I know this, but I don't do it. You know, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know it, but you don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all go through that. Our phones, we have these awesome phones that can do so much now. If you just record, every phone pretty much comes with a free recorder on it. And if you just recorded some of your your mantras on there in in an exciting, powerful manner once, just do it once. Then all you have to do is play it back. (laughs) And basically coaching, yeah, giving yourself a pep talk. So you're down. You got frustrated in traffic. Someone made a comment at work or whatever it is man, you go somewhere and in three minutes, just keep playing that, have it on a loop or play this. It's so powerful, but people don't do it. And that's something that I'm taking away that I'm making a a big note now that I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start putting mine in my phone exactly because I have my phone everywhere with, I go. So I'm prepared. So if I need that boost, that pump, that, you know, injection of self-confidence in myself because I'm not getting it outside or whatever, then, Boom, I have it right there. And so, you know, Brian, oh, the, I love the that. That's powerful. About it, is it teaches us to go inward before we start reaching out to other people. You know, we, we get upset and we say, Oh, I tried to call my mom, my sister, my best friend, and, and they weren't available. So I got to stay in this place. And so, what it does is it makes us take ownership and responsibility for our shifts because there are going to be times when there's not going to be anyone around. They are going to send you to voicemail. They can't talk at that moment. They may be dealing with their own stuff. And so coming up with that practice of, okay, let me get myself together so that I can do those things that I need to do for me. And so when I talk about, when I talk about legacy, you know, these are the things that change legacy. You know, and so you might not have grown up in a home where um, you heard positive messages or got 
positive reinforcement. And so you may struggle with that. You can change that. Your story doesn't have to end like it might have started. You can change that. And then what happens is you change the, the trajectory for your family, for your teammates, for your coworkers, for your business partners, because you're doing the work. You're in action. You're, you're in action. You're doing the work. Yes, that is so, so powerful what you say. So that's, that's, that's a great practice there. And I encourage everybody to do that because like you said, you're, you're going to be times where it's just you, you're alone. And if you need that help at that time, you mm-hmm. got to rely on yourself and that's and a way not, to do it. Not, I don't so want anybody to think that we're, we're now saying wanna, you can't depend on, on others. Um, but you're, you know, you're, Moving away from that codependency where my uh, my mood, my actions, everything is dependent on someone else. So, you know, it's definitely a a place of taking responsibility for um, for me and my emotions, because, you know, we say that everything that you need is you already have it within. We just have to tap into it. Right. And I think that's the problem is too many people rely on others to help them tap into it. And we need to take accountability. That's what we need to do. Now, I want to touch on, because I think it's so important, and we talked about this, is limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. around money and money mindset. Why do so many people, Dr. Lowe, have, have issues around money? Well, it, what have you, you found know, it's, that it's holds the them belief back? system. You know, we, we all have a money story. And so we have to figure out what is our money story? Where did it come from? And how is my money story holding me back? And so, um, and so you have to ask your, yourself, and it, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I, I had a client earlier this year where we worked on money mindset stuff, but what do you believe about money? What do you believe about money? Um, do you believe that it only happens to other people? Like other people are supposed to be rich or other sp- people are supposed to be financially secure, but not me, you know, or, you know, um, money is evil, <laughs> you know, uh, or the, the, the universe can't supply yeah. everyone with, with money. Um, so what are your, what are those things that you say about money that, um, comes from your, your money, uh, belief system, you know, either from growing up or, um, you might've been in a, a relationship where, um, you, your money story came from there. You know, I had uh, someone talk to me once and they said they were always told you don't, you can't handle money. You don't know how to handle money. And so what happened was in turn, they, they took that mindset into their business. And so that whole aspect of their business suffered because that was the tape playing in their head. I don't know about money. I can't handle money. Um, Money's not my thing. (laughs) And so, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what is that? What is our money um, belief system? Where did it come from? How is it affecting me? And then that's how we attack it. 
You now, do you, you have them write a mantra it. around better, money then as well? You better believe it. I so you have so. <laughs> to challenge your your money system beliefs, you know, because um, some people, you know, money is the last thing I think about. Money is a is a, a game. It's not a goal. Money is a powerful tool um, that helps me through life. People have all kinds of things that they say about money. Um and then, you know, Brian, even in business, especially for us entrepreneurs, you know, our money belief system is tied to um, the, the fees that we charge. <laughs> the fees that we charge. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Because if you don't believe you're worth X amount, you're going to under mm-hmm. <laughs> sell your services or products or whatever because of that. Yeah. It's so powerful. Now I know I have, cause I've, I've worked on it to, and I know I, I have issues surrounding it because for example, if uh, go out and have like a huge grocery bill, do some shopping or something like that, you know, <laughs> and I'll sit there and go, ah, how much was that? And, uh, and, and it's like, seriously, I know. And then I start catching myself saying, man, I got some issues on it. It's like, I, I'm, worried about how much the grocery bill was going to be and how much is that. So obviously I've still got issues surrounding that. So besides doing a mantra on that, what, what other steps could people do as far as, do you recommend certain books to read that help with money mindset? Well, so the first what other thing is when you've got to, you've got to identify started? what your belief is and where did it come from? Cause a lot of times we carry money beliefs that aren't, they're not ours. They came from our parents, our grandparents, um, our ex. It came from somewhere. So the first step is identifying it. Um, And and then once you identify where it came from, where and when does it show up? Where does this show up? Does it show up when I go out to the grocery store? (laughs) Does it show up when it's time for me to to talk about an investment when someone is going to do business with me? Does it show up um, when it's time to do something around self-care for myself? When does it show up? And then in order to move from a rigid money mindset to being more flexible, more fluent, this is where the mantras come in. And I have a list. I have a list that that I usually use or or have have my clients use. You know, uh, attracting money is easy. I effortlessly attract abundance. I deserve to be wealthy. So many people struggle with that. They see wealth as something for other people. And so um, just that whole worthiness around uh, money. Uh, My bank account never seems to stop growing. You know, Um, I fully believe in my ability to attract money. I am a money magnet. And so changing those, um, laying that foundation. And then whenever you, whenever I work with someone and they have specific things around not having enough, I don't have enough. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I have a a couple of clients who they have more than enough, but they feel like they don't have enough. (laughs) I just, I don't have enough. And I'm like, well, are you going hungry? Are you getting put out of your condo? Like what's going on? But it's a mindset of 
that was the environment that they grew up in, Brian. And so that, that thought is I have to keep, you know, um, I'm spending, but I just don't have enough. And so really just kind of finding that balance between, um, what my reality is and where my past is and, and not taking money for, for granted, um, but just really looking at how you can be in a more relaxed place with it. If you're on that, that end of the, of the spectrum where you have it, but you always feel like you don't. Um, and then I have a money mindset. Know that your money mindset can be changed. It can be changed. And there may be some things that you have to do around your money mindset, like, um, getting a better understanding of money, understanding that money is a tool, tracking your expenses, um, just several, several things, because each of us in our own money belief system, we handle money differently. And so once we identify it, we find out how it shows up, then we've got to, and we write our mantras. Then the next step is looking at what changes do I need to make around my money? So it's not just a, um, it's a mental thing, but it's also some action steps. <laughs> yeah. And there it goes, goes back to the action. You can't just mm-hmm. think about it. You got to take action on that stuff. Now, do you have any like little tricks or if you want to call it techniques or something? Like I heard one, one person say, one thing to help with money mindset is to take a hundred dollar bill out of your account, put it in your wallet or purse, and then throughout the day, look at it. And if you go to the store and, you know, say for a woman, she sees, you know, 60, 70, 80, even a hundred dollar pair of shoes. She doesn't have to physically buy it, but mentally she could go, you know what? I could buy those shoes right now because I have the funds to do it. And it was kind of like a cool little thing that throughout the day you could look at different things and you could spend that hundred dollars mentally over and over throughout the day to kind mm-hmm. of create that abundance mm-hmm. mindset. You know what I'm saying? So do you have anything that like that, that you use or you offer oh. to the clients that they should do or anything else like, or any books that you recommend um, that have yes, helped you or helped your clients around the books. money mindset? Um, and of course, I don't have the, the titles with me right now, but um, they're on my Kindle. I will. No, that's fine. Send them, send them to me later and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes so they can be in there. Because I, I always yes. love sharing what other people find. You yeah, know, and they, good they, are, they are so, great. Yeah, we'll link them up in the show um, notes so I'll, later. I'll send those to you. And then um, really just um, following whatever... Um, activity they need to do to get back on track. So one of the, one of the things I had one of my clients do um, when we were specifically working on money mindset was I had her make a list of everywhere the money was going and not to make a budget, but to look at how much money was coming in and where the bleeding was. We needed to stop the bleeding because she was spending a lot. Well, her spending habits were tied to um, emotional things. So, you you know, you have people who are um, emotional eaters. She was an emotional spender. (laughs) 
and she needed to stop the bleeding. And her rationale was, well, you know, I last year I made over, you know, X million dollars, but you had nothing to show for it. And so we just kind of followed some steps on looking at where the money was and where it was going. And she didn't realize that she had spent over $300,000 in, in programs that she had not taken the action on <laughs> and, and, and different things that, oh, you know, wow. she yeah. was not using. And so um, it became very emotional for her to see it on paper. And then we were able to put the plan in place. See, a lot of times we want to gloss over, um, we got to go to the root of where it is. And so it probably took three or four sessions, Brian, before um, the truth came out around where her money mindset was. She was missing something. There was a void in one place. And so because she had money, she was filling it with something else. And so kind of closing that gap. Um, so you could be, but it was also causing a financial problem. So closing the gap so that, um, that we get what we need from where we really need to get it from. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so important. And, and, and that's the part that a lot of people don't want to do. If you want to call it the messy work where you really got to look at yourself and, and look at those things of what's holding you back, what's making you think like that. And it, but it's so important to do and you can't gloss over it. Like you said, it's so key. So key. Now I saw a video of yours and this was, this was surprising where <laughs> yeah. you said you like to snorkel, right? But what shocked me is I you said you, ca you can't <laughs> swim or you couldn't at the time. And you don't swim. How did, how does one who doesn't swim, which obviously mm -hmm. can create some crazy fears if you're out in some big bodies of water. How did you get yourself to snorkel? How do you? How did you overcome and make make the fear lesser than your, well, I guess, Brian, desire I or interest in snorkeling? Ten or twelve do? times, um, in all places, in oceans, jumping off boats, and I'm scared every time. Every time. Every time I do it, I've done it in Hawaii, really? Cayman Islands, it, everywhere. <laughs> And every time I do it, I'm scared. Um, but every time I right. do it, it there's something that pushes me to say, okay, look, <laughs> you're here at this point. You've been here before. What do you need to tap into to do this. So the thing about snorkeling for the listeners is you technically don't have to know how to swim to snorkel, but you also need to be in control of your, of your fear because you're usually snorkeling in an ocean <laughs> in, in shallow water, about 25, you know, mm -hmm. 25 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't really touch the bottom um, without sinking. Oh, so it, it's, it's like a, um, it's a reminder for me every time I do it that I can outthink the fear. I can still do amazing things afraid. Um, I've done it before. I can do it again. 
And so, you know, um, we mess up, you know, every day is another day to get it right. And whenever I snorkel, um, it's a reminder that, hey, you've done this before. You, you've done it. So put your fins on, get your butt on the edge, <laughs> let the other people go by, and then you go in. You count and you go in. Yeah. Now, of course, I have my life jacket, and there's usually a couple of people there who know that I can't swim and I might need some help. But once I get into the water and I'm breathing and I'm floating, I really get to enjoy the, the fruits of the activity. And so I, I bring that back and I apply it to my life, to my business about, you know, there are going to be things that um, we're afraid of, you know, and that's a mindset, you know, it's a limiting belief. Fear keeps us sitting on the boat um, yeah. when we really need to jump in and, and, and look at, you know, everything there is to, to experience. And so, yeah, so that's my story. <laughs> That's cool. And I, I, this is what I found from interviewing um, successful people and stuff is I found that they don't let fear hold them back. They oh, use yes. it kind of as a springboard to take action, if that makes sense. So it, they, you kind of use it as, as kind of more like look at the fear of loss or how it's holding them back from greatness and stuff instead of letting them hold themselves back. So they use it more as, as a thing to launch them into action instead of holding them back. And I think that's so cool because, and you know this, and I know this, and through all the study, you're never going to get rid of mm -hmm. fear. And every successful person has a fear of something. And they're taking action and they're becoming, quote unquote, successful, whatever you want to determine that to be, in spite of it. So- you're never going to get rid of negative thoughts and we're never going to get rid of fears, but we need to know how to handle them and how to use it and how to overcome those challenges that hold us back. So I think that's, that's awesome that you do that and how you can take that mm -hmm. experience, like you said, into Thank other you. parts of your life and your business. <laughs> so I think it's so powerful. So let me ask you, Dr. Lowe, what are you currently wow. doing um, that scares you and is making you, know, you stretch I am right now? currently... Um, taking my business, not necessarily in a new direction. It's something that we've been doing. Um, you know, we work, we are a professional development leadership development consulting firm. And so we are yet in another place of um, reaching out and finding our perfect client. So when we first started out, we worked with government. It was great. Um, made some shifts there, started working with a little bit of corporate and some individuals. And so now we are moving forward with going um, into more corporate companies, working with more high achievers. Um, it's a, it's a different place, but it's, it's not a place we've not gone before, but it's different. It's different. And it's, um, it, it, it makes my armpits sweat a little bit, but it's, <laughs> But I, exactly. And, you know, it, <laughs> but it's you don't the let next level, <laughs> you know, we talk about the next level, but we've got to, you know, that next level is scary. So just like it's scary for my clients, it's scary for me too. And so building a new client base 
creating um, opportunities for them um, when we're going after big companies, it's um, it, it is a little scary. But if it doesn't scare you, that means that it's not big enough. And so that's that's where we've got some goals. We've got some number goals we want to hit this year. Right. And um, and we've got a plan. And so we've got our business affirmations done and um, and we're we're going after it. That's awesome. I love it. Love it. Now we all experience failures or what I like to call undesired outcomes. I don't want to use word failures. What are one or two of the biggest lessons that you've learned oh my God. from failures, so, whether it's in, um, in maybe business about or life the that you'd like to share? Five and a half years ago, um, when we made a really big change in our business, um, we lost about $32,000 because of we didn't have systems in place. And so, um, you know, my business was built on, you know, word of mouth. People knew me and people paid me until that day when someone doesn't. (laughs) And, you know, being a small business, losing that amount of money can be painful. Um, Very, very, very painful, Brian. (laughs) But what I learned from that, um, and, and I'll tell you, in the middle of that loss, um, it caused me to really think about what are what am what am I learning? So I learned that I needed systems. I learned that I needed support. That I could no longer do it as a lone ranger. I needed um, I needed coaches and consultants, and I needed to identify what I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, um, and sometimes it takes a loss of a, yeah. of a certain magnitude to get you to really um, realign and look at um, where you need to grow. And so I learned that I needed to get into community. I knew that I needed to um, diversify how I did business. I knew I needed to strengthen my systems um, document my systems, get better systems. And I knew that I needed to, um, create, um, create some, some programs and things. And so from that, from that experience, the, the whole riot starter, um, world, whole riot starter nation was born from that loss. And so I talk about it now because there was a time when I I couldn't talk about it without hyperventilating, but I talk about it now that, you know, loss can be the catalyst for amazing change and growth. And so for people who are afraid to fail, who are afraid to lose, um, it's, it happens. It may not, the number might be smaller than my number. It might be bigger than my number. It may not be a financial loss, but any time we, we fail, we hit the wall, we lose. Um, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to break it and get it right again, or try to get it right again, um, and develop something even better than what you thought you had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing how that works out? <laughs> you, you turn that into something. I mean, you think it's something devastating and 
horrible and you know it's not a pleasant thing when you're going through it but something great usually yeah. comes out and on that's the other all end mindset. You, you know that's, that's keep pushing all forward mindset. and looking for it you know um that said so, that you know get back out there yeah. um you know you've licked your wounds long enough um what's next you know I, I when i got to that point i was like okay what's next i gotta it's time to move it's time to move and so um i i don't want anybody to think that you know mindset is the magic wand mindset is going to get you when you have a mindset practice mindset gets you up off the floor sooner quicker faster you don't stay down as long as you would in the event that you didn't have a mindset practice exactly right no like you said earlier it's the foundation but you still got to build on top of that foundation and take action but it is where it starts I love that. Now, Ooh, what is one, one of my favorite, my uh, most one of your favorite quotes and why? Favorite quote because it changes from time to time. But, but my most recent fam- uh, favorite cool. quote is: "No one yeah, does yeah, anything great alone." No one does anything great alone. I can't remember who says it because um, people have different people have been attributed to saying it, but I, it's my favorite quote right now because I'm in this place of creating uh, a power team for my company and helping other people create these, you know, amazing power teams. And I think sometimes as, as entrepreneurs, we get so caught up in the, um, the struggle hustle (laughs) of being the lone um, preneur that we forget that, Mm -hmm. you know, teamwork really does make the dream work. And the key is identifying who's on your team. You know, who are you strategically thinking with? Who are you networking with? Who are your um, ambassadors? You know, who are those people that are helping you to be great on a day-to-day basis? And I think that it's, it's something that's so important to me in my life now because um, there was a time when I didn't value teams. I didn't want to be a part of a team. I didn't want a team um, because I'd always been, even in my career, um, the Lone Ranger. They brought me in. Here's your project. Make it happen. It was always great until um, as I moved up, I, I had teams and I struggled. And so starting my own business uh, 11 years ago, um, really, really finding and appreciating the value um, of a team and understanding that no one does anything great. Um, no one does anything great alone. There's always someone there helping you to win and who wants to see you win. No, it's not. Yes. <laughs> not at all. And it's not weakness getting help from others. No. Yes. Yes. Even for the people that are stubborn and want to do it themselves like us. <laughs> That's awesome. Now you have, um, you'd mentioned before that you have at the beginning of the year coming up. Uh, yes, it is. A yes. symposium, right? The riot starter symposium. Is that correct? So the riot Share starter the audience, symposium. When, when it is, the dates it's, and um, what, what it's going to be about. Riot starter symposium. It's going to be held in Atlanta. It's always the first Friday 
in awesome. February. And this year, um, 2018, we're adding a second day. And so it's uh, the symposium is a day of personal wow, and nice. professional development, helping people to really get their traction um, for having a successful new year. And so each year there is a different theme. And this 2018, the theme is, you know, building um, power teams. And so we're having a VIP day for a small intimate group of about 30 where people can bring in their teams. It's going to be very retreat-like and um, really kind of get down and dirty and learn some tips and tools on developing teams and strengthening your team and getting your team um, in that place of, of just of group action so that we work better and well together. And, and I do that a lot with um, using assessments. So we'll talk about a lot of that. And then on that Friday, we're going to have um, three amazing speakers come in and talk about um, some more around teamwork. I'll do some talking around um, mindset and uh, visioning. We've got someone who's going to come in and talk about visioning and how your um, how you cast your vision for the year and how mindset's a part of that and how you can cast your team team uh, vision. So it's going to be a great two days. I'm, I'm always so excited. Um, I'm always pulling my hair out because who plans an event during the holidays? Because I have to do all my planning during the holidays, Brian. But um, <laughs> I have to do all my planning and all my ticket sales during the holidays. But it's right, um, yeah. it's always an, an, an awesome uh, event. And so um, and we're also looking at trying to put a live stream package in place for um, people who um, may want to participate uh, remotely. So it's um, February 1st and 2nd here in Atlanta. And the website is the um, is the riotstarter.com. That's the website. Cool. We'll have that in the show notes. Yeah, that sounds like a powerful two-day event. That's awesome. Yes. And I and uh, you also want to give a nice yes. gift to the listeners yes. of the art of allowing yes, ebook it has that an you audio wrote. recording as well with audio, right? And you so said an audio recording this too. Ebook, oh, Brian, it, it's designed to give you the tools on how to practice what we've been talking about today. How to practice manifestation. How to practice to you know, to stop shadow boxing with okay. yourself. Sometimes we are our biggest block. We're our biggest mindset block. And so how to really just um, get out of your way so that opportunity can come to you. And it's not saying that you don't have to do some work, but it also, it but it does talk about how to not create barriers around um, having those opportunities come to you so that you can recognize them when they show up. And so if the listeners go to allowingmindset.com, allowingmindset.com, they can download the um, the ebook and the audiobook. And if they're interested in getting a discovery session, they can um, do that with me as well. Yes. Cool. I'm going to be downloading that today. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. That's great. Now, what's the best way um, 
other than going to these resources, what's the other way that you like to be uh, connected with? Oh, I'm So if someone wants to reach out to you, what on social um, media or websites? My website, Dr. Tanya Lowe, and it's D-R-T-A-U-N-Y-A Lowe, L-O-W-E. But I'm all over social media. I love social media. Um, We have a community on Facebook called Riot Starter Nation. Um, where I, for folks who are part of that, that community, I do special, um, trainings in the group sometimes and, um, anyone, anyone can join that. Anyone can join that. Okay. And so that, that's why can I say it's the first that, level of entry there. Oh. <laughs> so they can join the community there. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Dr. Tanya Lowe. I'm on Pinterest. I'm everywhere. So just, um, search Dr. Tanya Lowe and you'll find me. Connect and say hello. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Yes, definitely reach out. Final question for you, Dr. Lowe. What final message or inspiration or encouragement do you want to give to the mindset family who's the listening right now? Thought, What's your final message you'd like to share with them? Share is that remember what you do is what matters the most. So put some action steps, put some action steps behind your plans. We've got to conceive these, these ideas. We, it's time for us to birth them. It's time for us to share them with the world. And so we've got to get into doing mode instead of just thinking mode or that, that conception mode. We've got to start bringing some of these, these amazing ideas to life. And so I encourage everyone to take something, start small, take something that we've talked about today and um, make a commitment to get into action and start doing it because it's what you do is that's what matters. Absolutely. Yes. Go through this. If you took notes, great. Go back through your notes and apply the great stuff that uh, Dr. Lowe shared here today. If you haven't and you just listen, then go back and listen to the recording again and again, because there's so many great nuggets that she just shared here. And And like you guys know, as listeners, I like to get stuff that's actionable. And I appreciate Dr. Lowe taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you so much. This has been great. You shared some great stuff and stuff that people can actually put into action. And everybody, I I did a little episode on this is just Mm. me talking. um, And I titled it, when is now the best time to start? We're almost at the end of the year, but guys and girls don't let... Oh, 2018, I'll start doing stuff. Start that big, huge boulder now. Start pushing that thing. Get some momentum going into 2018. And Dr. Lowe shared some great stuff here that you can start applying now. So when 2018 comes in the next six, seven weeks, whatever it is, you'll have momentum going into it. You won't be starting Mm -hmm. from a standstill because we all know how hard it is to just start from a stop point. It takes so much momentum, time, and energy. So get that ball going now. And if you do it now with the holidays, oh, just imagine when the holidays are done, how much more you can start doing then. 
because you'll have a lot more time. But don't use the holidays as an excuse. There's so much good stuff here. And if you wait on this information that Dr. Lowe shared until next year, you're going to forget about it or you're not even going to take action. And as we shared today, action is so important. So Dr. Lowe, thanks again so much for coming on the show, taking your time, sharing your wealth of knowledge that you have. And and thanks so much for what you're doing. I, I love how you're sharing and making mindset important with thank others. Thank you for having me, Brian. Helping them build that foundation so they can launch their greatness. So thank you. Absolutely. And everybody listening again, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening in again. And until next time, I wish you guys a brilliant life. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really and truly appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about developing a strong, successful mindset, then go ahead and subscribe by clicking the I'm in button below this podcast. Each week, I try to deliver great content that you can learn and apply immediately to help develop a better mindset so you can build a great online business and hopefully a better life. So if you like what we're trying to do here at The Marketer's Mindset, then help us spread the message and give us a rating and review on iTunes so we can help more online marketers. Lastly, I want to hear from you. So if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or an online marketer that you would like us to interview, then send me an email to brian at themarketersmindset.com. Thanks again. I love you guys. And until next week, take care and I wish you a brilliant life.